0: what's up everybody we're here to go over ufc 296 edwards versus covington uh, real quick, as far as the results for the last card goes, uh, it was a bad card for me, not much to talk about. I had one one bet that hit and two bets that didn't hit. Uh, the bet that hit was a two-fight parlay on Joaquin Silva and Armand Sarukian. And uh, the other two plays, I had a small play on Kevin Gaslam and a, a one-unit play on Rob Font. Obviously, neither one of those hit. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not the only one that made uh, those mistakes. Uh, there was a lot of, lot of people that, that had picks on both of them as well. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, man, it's just, uh, I guess when you looking back on it in hindsight, you know, you think about, you know, who Kevin Gaslam's been facing up at, up at middleweight, you know, um, there's not a lot of good grapplers up at middleweight and the ones that, the ones that there are, Kevin Gaslam hasn't fought. So, I mean. You know, I mean, when you think about it, when has he had to really use his grappling, you know, recently? you know, I mean, not not really. He's been fighting mostly strikers and stuff like that. Um, and then as far as Rob Font goes, man, I mean, it was just kind of a combination of, combination of, um, you know, I think maybe all the damage that Rob Font has taken, you know, going five rounds with Vera and getting, you know, dropped, you know, in every round or, or you know, you know, the beat down from Corey Sanhagen, you know, all these... You know, not a lot of people are finishing Rob Font, of course, but, you know, he's taking a lot of damage in a lot of his fights. And uh, I think maybe that's kind of catching up to him, along with the combination of just Figueredo looking really good at 135 and and not having to cut that extra weight and uh, being a little bit more comfortable and, and uh, you know, uh, just a combination of both, man. So, uh, yeah, I made a mistake there, man. I only lost about a unit on the card, um, so not not too bad. It could have been a lot worse. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, hopefully we'll do better on uh, this weekend's card on song versus Gutierrez. And then, uh, and then on this card, then I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the month off, man. So I'll be, uh, I'll be relaxing and, and actually not watching fights for a little while, man. So, (laughs) uh, but yeah, man. So please like, and subscribe if you haven't already, man, it'd really helped me out a lot. Um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and give out all my picks for each fight, and then at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. And uh, if you're not interested in watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go over to my social medias. Um, Highkick underscore Fight Picks is Instagram and YouTube, and then there's a Facebook group, just Highkick Fight Picks on uh, on Facebook, easy to find. And then. Uh, what else, what else? Oh, and if you're subscribed to my channel on YouTube as well, all my uh I post my flyers and stuff on there as well in the community tab so that stuff will pop up on your feed uh when you're scrolling or whatever as well. So whatever way you want to go about it. Um, yeah, so it sucks seeing uh Bobby Green um get beaten till he was unconscious when he, the ref should've stopped it uh ahead of time. That's the last thing I want to talk about. You know, the Sarukian and, and Green situation I found pretty Pretty stupid, man, I don't know, like a bunch of guys walk up on green while he's sitting there by himself. I, I don't know, man, that's just stupid to me. I mean, I thought I wouldn't think Armand Sarukian to be that kind of person, but you know whatever uh but yeah, man, so there's a lot of fights on this card, man, a lot of dogs that I'm picking, um pretty dicey card, really for the most part, uh, but a lot of good fights on here, and uh I know there's a last minute opponent change for you know Josh Emmett's now not fighting Giga He's fighting Bryce Mitchell, and uh, that's really the only fight we lost, man, but I'd had all my my notes and everything done for Emmett versus um, Jakadze, and uh, then they just switched it to Mitchell and Emmett, so. I'm going to keep it kind of short on this first fight, which is Emmett versus Mitchell. Um, Did watch the tape on it today. I was just trying to get this video out to you guys because I'm already a little bit behind, so. I didn't go in-depth on my notes or anything. I think we all know what this fight comes down to, at least as far as this fight goes. Um, Josh Emmett is 38 years old, almost 39 now, 5'6", with a 70-inch reach. He is 18-4 and 9-4 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-130 underdog. Yeah, he's got big power in his hands, man. Uh, decent striking, pretty good boxing anyway. Um, has largely won fights by landing the bigger shots and stealing rounds by dropping guys and stuff like that uh 6 wins by knockout, 2 wins by submission. Um, has taken a lot of damage in his last two fights. Um, he fights well in the pocket. He's got a really nasty right hand. Uh he lands on average 4.70 strikes per uh, per minute but absorbs 4.66, so almost the same amount. Um 38% takedown accuracy, 36% striking accuracy, uh 47% takedown defense. Um, you know, averages almost one knockdown per 15 minutes as well. But this is a complete switch up in game plan for him here, you know, going from Jakaji to missile. Uh Mitchell, not missile. Um, you know, he's going from having to get the takedowns against Giga Chikaze to having to defend them, you know, against uh Mitchell. You know, um if he if Emmett can keep this fight on the feet, he definitely wins. Um I could definitely see a world where, you know, supposedly Josh Emmett has this, you know, this wrestling background and everything. And uh we've never really seen him use it that much. So that's that's just what that's like the kind of the X factor here is like, you know, is Mitchell going to be able to get him down? Cause if he can't get him down, he's going to lose. Um, you know, for the most part, other than Taporia Mitchell's gotten everybody down. Um, but you know, I'm sure Josh Emmett has been working a lot of wrestling, you know, for this, for this fight for Jikazi. Cause I mean, there was no way he was going to, you know, win on the feet against Jikazi. At least you would think, um, so I mean it's just a it's kind of a what if there, man. I don't know. There's a big part of me that wants to pick Josh Emmett. Um, you know, I I just I don't know if I can I don't know, man. But uh he's taking on Bryce Mitchell. He's 29 years old, five ten with a seventy inch reach. Both these guys have the same reach. Uh Mitchell does have quite a few inches in in height on him. Uh he's sixteen and one and seven and one in the UFC. He's a minus one fifty favorite. He's never won or lost a fight by knockout, and he has nine wins by submission. And we all know the story with him, man. He's good at one thing. He's not a, not a good striker, really, at all. But um, but is a very good wrestler. Very dangerous submissions. Um, I'm not a big fan of him. I find most of his fights pretty boring, and all that. But he does go out there and get the win, so you got to respect that. Um, I want Josh Emmett to win this fight, and then and but I, I don't know, man. If Mitch, it is short notice for Mitchell. Maybe Josh could win. Um, but we all know that if if Mitchell can get Josh down, he wins this fight. Probably wins a boring decision. Um, I know everybody's going with Mitchell. There's a big part of me that wants to go with Emmett, man, just because it's short notice and, and whatever. And I hope Emmett wins. But Mitchell's gotten everybody down that he's fought so far, except for Taporia. And, uh, I guess I'm going to go with Mitchell on this pick, man. I, I, I really don't want to. I want Emmett to win, but, um, you know, I think I think I'll go with Mitchell. I think if other people have gotten Emmett down, you know, uh, Mitchell may be able to as well. And
1: unfortunately, I'm I'm going to go go with Mitchell to win by decision. Next up, we got Andre Feely taking on Lucas Almeida.
0: Andre Philly is 33 years old. He's five eleven with a 74 inch reach. He is 22 and 10. And 10 and nine in the UFC, and uh let me check on the odds real quick on this because they weren't up whenever I was doing my my notes for this fight a few days ago. Um, I always forget to go back and get them before I do my, <laughs> before
1: I start the video, so let me just pull that up. Surely they're up now anyway. Um, yeah, Andre Feely is a minus 180 favorite. Lucas Almeida is a plus
0: 150 underdog. And uh, so Andre is coming off a loss to Nathaniel Wood where he actually had a lot more success in that fight than a lot of people thought he would. Um, He dropped Wood a few times. Um, So it wasn't all around a terrible showing on his part. Man, he's a very tough guy. He's been around a long time. Um, He's only lost to really tough guys, man, if we look at his record here. You know He's lost to uh, Nathaniel Wood, he beat Bill Algio, he lost to Joe Anderson Brito, uh, lost to Bryce Mitchell, lost to Sadiq Yusuf, he has a win over Charles Jourdain. um, lost to Michael Johnson, Calvin Cater, Yair Rodriguez, these are all guys that are, you know, um, that don't lose very often, man, or on good runs, or, or, or whatever, man, you know, he hasn't really, I mean, I know Michael Johnson um, is on a bad run now, but Back in 2018, you know, Michael Johnson's a tough veteran, so it was a split decision loss. Um, Not a bad look there. That was probably his, what was that? I guess he had had quite a few fights in the UFC by then, you know. But, I mean, he lost to Max Holloway. I mean, he's only lost really tough guys, man, and he's very well-rounded. Where was that? Nine wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, Has a long reach, man. He's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, He has won three and one in his last five fights. So although he everybody's super confident in him and everything, um, hasn't really been getting the results that he's been looking for. But he's also been fighting, you know, really tough guys. Um, his kicks are one of his best weapons, and that was on full display against Bill Algio. Man, he hurt Bill with his high kick a few times because Bill keeps his hands really low. Uh, throws a lot of good long punches, nice and straight down the middle. Um, if he can use his reach and keep Almeida at bay with his jabs, he might have a shot to win this fight. Um, also there's a chance he may be able to get, get a takedown. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a super high level wrestler, but he is well-rounded enough to get guys down that, um, that, uh, that don't have good takedown offense. He was able to get Nathaniel Wood down, you know, in that fight for a little bit. And, uh, even though Andre hasn't had a lot of finishes in the UFC, he does hit very hard. Um, he has great technique with his, with his hands, very accurate, uh, doesn't load up or, or overthrow on everything. Um, so he doesn't waste a lot of energy and, uh, you know, he switches stances a lot. His footwork has improved a whole lot um you know he will he will switch stances and throw that that straight right hand and and will come over with the right kick at the same time it's very sneaky and you know the punch hides the kick very well so uh nice knees in the clinch. there's no question that philly is the more skilled guy here the more well-rounded guy the more technical guy but almeida hits very hard Taking on lucas almeida he's 32 years old five eleven with a 71 inch reach he is 14 and 2 and 1 and 1 in the ufc and uh yeah he's a plus one fifty underdog, so Lucas has never won uh, a fight by decision um he has ha- he has nine wins by knockout and five wins by submission um he's struggled with really high level grapplers i mean really just with Pat Sabatini honestly I mean he's only lost twice and the other loss was to Daniel Zell Huber on the contender series and and he had a really good first round in that fight man and Zell Huber's on a good run in the u f c right now um you know Lucas can be very wild with the striking. He tends to go out there and just go for it really hard immediately. Um, he hits very hard. He's a killer be killed type fighter, and I'm kind of a fan of this guy, man. Uh, uh, you know, watching the tape, every fight is an exciting finish. You know, um, he throws nice calf kicks, pretty slick boxing. Um, he's a BG uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and uh, just didn't just didn't show anything off of his back against Pat Sabatini. couldn't Couldn't get back up, but Pat is a very high level grappler, man, and. He does that to most of the people that he fights. Uh, Lucas has very fast hands, throws nice combinations. And in, in the Trezano fight, he kept throwing the right hand to the left hook, to the liver, and then low kick uh, to the low kick to the leg. Uh, it's a pretty nasty combination, man. Um, it was very effective. He landed that several times. He's going to have the speed advantage in this fight and the power advantage, I think. Uh, we saw him go through adversity in the Trezano fight. He got hurt and dropped and survived, and, and then he came back to get the knockout. So I do think Philly is the more skilled fighter here, but I, I think he will have to get Almeida down to win this fight. Um, if Wood could drop Philly, you know, Almeida definitely can too. Um, originally, I thought I would go with Philly for sure, but now I'm not so sure. Um, I think Almeida's power may be the deciding factor in this fight, um, as long as he can keep it on the feet. I'm not super confident in that, but um, I may look stupid, you know, going against Philly. I know everybody's going with him, but I think I'm going to take Almeida to win and, I don't know if he'll get a finish, but I think he's going to drop Feely several times in this match and end up winning a decision uh, based on landing the more meaningful shots. Um, As long as he can get going, man. He never got going in the Pat Sabatini fight, but if this fight is on the feet, man, Lucas is very, very slick on the feet, man, and he's very powerful, man. So uh, I'm going to take Almeida to win.
1: Uh, I'll take him to win by decision. Next up, we got Shamil Gaziev taking on Martin Bidet. And, uh, Shamil is 33 years old,
0: 6'4", with a 78.5-inch reach. He is 11-0, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And he's a plus, plus, I think he's a plus 150 underdog now. Um, this guy's had a couple of good wins over in Brave FC. He beat a 6-0 guy in the Contender Series. Very powerful. Um, has shown to get very tired in the past after the first round. um, He's a big guy, man, but he's going to be the smaller guy in this matchup for sure. Um, he's definitely going to have a speed advantage, um, a one-and-a-half-inch reach advantage, seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, has only gone to a decision once. Um, went 9-2 and two as an amateur coming out of Russia. So this is a very tough dude for sure, man. Uh, really nice boxing, throws great combinations, nice uppercuts, pretty good offensive wrestling. Um, he's been very dominant, man. We haven't seen him in any trouble, really. Um, he did get uh, he did get dropped against Darsko Stostik uh Darko stoestick, sorry. Uh but he got back up and he won the fight. I think he ended up winning that fight by knockout. I don't know, I just watched it, but I watched so many fights. Yeah, he won by knockout. Uh, and Darko's a very tough guy, man. Um a lot of tough guys over in Brave F C. Uh man and and you know, this guy's undefeated. So I mean originally when I was doing the I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh he's taking on Martin Bidet. He is third... um 32 years old, 6'4", with a 77-inch reach. Um, He is 13-1 and 4-0 in the UFC, and he's a minus-180 favorite. Um, His most impressive win was over Lorenzo Hood on the Contender Series. Um, He's looked good in the UFC, but all his wins have been over, like, really low-level heavyweights. Um, I've made a lot of money on Martin Bidet in his last, like, three fights. I've had money on him. Um, He's a huge guy. He has good cardio. He's never been finished. Uh, Six wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um... You know, he comes in way over 265 on fight night. I mean, I bet he comes in way in, you know, 275, 280. Um, we saw him have trouble against Jake Collier in the first round because of Collier's speed. And uh, I think I can see that playing a factor in this fight as well. I want Bidet to win this fight. Uh, not really anymore because I decided to go against him and put some money on it. But uh, I really wanted wanted to pick him. Um, he fights well in the clinch. He's good at controlling guys up against the cage. Um, he could definitely outlast Shamil and get a finish in the third round. Um, but Shamil's never been finished and I think he's going to use his speed to win. Um, you know, if, if anything, I think he'll at least win the first two rounds with his speed and, and his power or, or get a knockout, man. So unfortunately, I know everybody's going with Bidet, but, um, I'm going to go with Gatsia,
1: man. Take the underdog here. Next up, we got Cody Garbrandt taking on Brian Kelleher. <laughs> uh. I wonder if everybody's going to hate on me
0: for this pick, too. Um, Cody Garbrandt is 32 years old, 5'8", with a 65.5-inch reach. He is 13-5 and 5 and 8-5 and 5 in the UFC, and he's a minus-215 favorite. Uh, so Cody's a former champion. He has all the skills, 10 wins by knockout. He's never won or lost a fight by submission. Um, has really good footwork, big power, very slick striking, very fast and explosive. Um, really good at moving in and out of the pocket. Very good counter-striker. Um, great takedown defense. He's going to have a one and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, nice kicks to the body. Um, does really well when he doesn't rush things and take a lot of risk. Uh, that's how he was getting caught rushing in and, and stuff like that and getting knocked out over and over. Um, he's coming off a win over Trevin Jones where Trevin just didn't do anything at all in that fight until the third round. And uh, when he finally hit Cody once, he hurt him you know, badly and made the mistake of going to the ground with Cody and kind of letting him off the hook. You know, just kind of a bad fight IQ on Trevin Jones's part. Um, you know, but Cody was able to slide by with the decision because of that, and uh Cody's a great fighter, but he's been knocked out four times in the u f c which is what scares me the most about him um he is the better fighter here, man, you know, um he's just you know his chin may not be the greatest, you know is what is my is my fear, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful it's just that you know when he gets hurt, you know every time somebody hits him. Or whatever, you know, it's uh it's hard to pick him, you know, with that. He shows forty percent striking accuracy, thirty-four percent takedown accuracy, uh, seventy-nine percent takedown defense, uh, lands three strikes per minute on average, but absorbs four per minute. Um, and he's taken on Brian Kelleher. He is uh thirty seven years old, five six with a sixty four inch reach. He is twenty four and fourteen and eight and seven in the UFC. He's a plus one seventy five underdog um 8 wins by knockout, 10 wins by submission. Uh, he's on a he's on a two fight losing streak, but his last three losses have been to uh to guys that aren't losing, especially the last two. Um if we go back and look at that, I mean he's got a loss to Ricky Simone, who who finally lost to um to Song Yedong and um then he has a loss to Umar Namagomedov and, and Mario Batista, two guys that are, you know, on runs right now. I mean Umar's undefeated. Marlowe Batista is on a several fight winning streak on his way to a title fight right now. So uh no, I don't hold that against him very much, man, at all. And um, you know, Brian made it look easy against Domingo Pilarte and Kevin Kroom, you know, um two two guys that probably aren't in the UFC anymore, obviously, but but still, man, he's not f- afraid to fight anybody. He takes the tough fights and and whatever. So um so we, you know, I mean he, he has been submitted a lot of times, man, but Cody has never submitted anyone. Uh, going back and looking at it, Brian's losses, they have all been to legit competition. Um, has has decent wrestling, good double-A takedowns, great ground and pound, and, and elbows from top position as well. Um, he fights aggressively. He's not going to sit back and let Cody win a decision like Trevin Jones did. Um, he shows 43% takedown accuracy and 60% takedown uh, defense. And uh, he averages almost two knockdowns per 15 minutes, lands 3.36 strikes per minute, and absorbs 4.61 strikes per minute, which isn't good. Um his average fight time is eight minutes and twenty four seconds. So I won't argue that Cody has the better skills um in this fight, but I but I can't bring myself to pick him. And I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way or if it's just me. Um Kelleher has only been knocked out once, so I don't think Cody's gonna knock him out. Um Cody hasn't ever submitted anybody, like I said, but I think if I think if Brian hits Cody, he's gonna hurt him. So uh, I'm gonna take Kelleher to Kelleher to win by knockout, man, round two. And let's just look at Kelleher's losses real quick in the UFC. Um, so I already talked about those three. He lost to Cody Stamen, Montel Jackson, uh, John Lineker, Marlon Vera. You know, I mean, those are all, those are all really tough guys, man. So, um, the weakest one is John Lineker. But at that time, John Lineker might've been on a serious run. So, um, yeah, no shame there, man. I think he's a lot better than everybody's giving him credit for. So, I don't know if anybody agrees. Let me know in the comments. Uh, next up, we got Alonzo Minifield taking on Dustin Jacoby. And Alonzo is 36 years old. He's six foot tall with a 76 inch reach. He is 14, three and one and seven, three and one in the UFC. And he's a plus plus one sixty four underdog. And uh, yeah, Alonzo is a big, powerful guy. Um, very explosive in the first round. Has nine wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, does have some questionable losses. Mostly, um, you know, the worst one was to William Knight. You know, that's not a good look at all. But, but overall, a very fun and impressive, fight, impressive fighter to watch. Um, he's won his last three fights by finish. throws a lot of power shots. Loads up on all his punches. Uh, but when he does land, he hurts guys. So if you can get him out of the first round, you stand a lot better chance uh, at winning against him. Um, his takedown defenses look pretty bad at times in the UFC, but he's not going to have to worry about that here. You know, Jacoby's a kickboxer. Um, Alonzo does have, um, he does have nice submissions, man. Good guillotines and, and Von Flu chokes, Darce chokes, um, shows 58%, uh, striking accuracy, 31% takedown accuracy, and, uh, 76% takedown defense, even though he was taken down a bunch in the, uh, Jimmy Crute fight and, uh, I think the William Knight fight, um, Linz on average 3.82 strikes per minute, absorbs 3.90 strikes per minute. Um, average fight time is six minutes and fifty three seconds. So he always has a shot at winning a fight, man, because he's very powerful. Um, he's gonna have the power advantage in this fight. Um, you know, Jacoby has knocked a few people out, but you know, for the most part, he's been kind of outpointing guys to decisions. Um, I hope he knocks Alonzo out, but you know, not likely. Um And uh, Dustin Jacoby is 35 years old, 6'3", with a 76-inch reach. He is 19-7-1 and 7-4-1 in the UFC. And he's a minus-195 favorite. And uh, this is his second run in the UFC, man. And since returning, he's gone 7-2-1. He's a great kickboxer, left MMA for a while, and went and found success in glory kickboxing um, before returning to the MMA. And uh, he has 12 wins by knockout, one win by submission. He's very tall and rangy, and even though these guys have the same reach, uh, I think Jacoby's a lot better at using his reach uh, than Alonzo. I'm a big Jacoby fan, but I I made the mistake of picking against him, you know, in his last fight and he got a really impressive knockout, man. I mean, that was a, that was an impressive victory. Um, I I didn't see that happening really. Honestly, I thought Nacekwu was going to go out there and get Jacoby down and, and whatever, man. And Jacoby proved me wrong. So very impressive. And, He lands a lot of volume. He'll sit back and pick guys apart, you know, and just land shots. He doesn't really load up or overswing very often. Uh, Uses a lot of kicks, very good calf kicks. Um, Has a nice straight right hand, switches stances a lot, good footwork and head movement. Um, You know, very good at circling and not backing up against the cage. Uh, Very good at pulling guys into his punches as well. And uh, great counter strikes. He lands on average 5.46 strikes per minute, Um, 60% takedown defense. I think he would be smart to keep Alonzo up against the cage in the first round and just kind of wear on him and fight him in the clinch. You know, tire him out a bit. Um, Dustin is the better striker. I think Alonzo could have success in the first round, but I think Dustin takes over and wins the last two rounds and uh, wins
1: a decision here. Next up, we got Randy Brown taking on Muslim Salikov. And this is a fight I decided to stay away from altogether. (laughs)
0: <laughs> as far as betting goes, um, Randy Brown is 33 years old. He's six three with a 78 inch reach. He is 17 and five and 11 and five in the UFC. And he's a minus one ninety five favorite. He might be a little bit bigger favorite than that now. Um, you know, Randy's very tall and rangy for the weight class. Um, six wins by knockout, five wins by submission. He's going to have an eight inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, very good at fighting long. Uses good teep kicks to help keep guys at bay. Um, but honestly, he didn't look like the big favor he was in his last fight, man. I mean, he had a good first round, but kind of just did enough to get the win in his last fight against Wellington Terman. I mean, I wasn't very impressed with it. He was eating a lot of leg kicks, and, you know, Terman has struggled to find success in the UFC. So, I mean, uh, I expected Brown to win that fight easily, um, but he didn't. And it, it was a closer fight than than people uh, thought it was going to be. Um, he's pretty well-rounded, man. He's hard to take down, but, you know, we saw how easily Della Maddalena finished him. Um, he's taking on another high-level striker here. So even though I think Brown should win this fight, there's a part of me that thinks Muslim Salikov is going to go out there and knock him out you know, in the first round. Um, Randy is good at rolling with punches. He has nice head movement, uses his jab very well, puts out good volume, uh, throws a lot of nice, nice straight punches down the middle. Um, 74% takedown defense, 39% takedown accuracy, uh, 48% striking accuracy. Um, if he gets out of the first round, he'll most likely get a decision win here, I think. He's taken on Muslim Salakov. He is 39 years old, 5'11 with a 70 inch reach. He is 19 and 4 and 6 and 3 in the UFC. He's a plus 160 underdog. Uh 12 wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh coming off a loss where he got out cardioed by Nicholas Dalby, but uh that seems to happen to a lot of people here lately. Um he competed in Wushu Sanda and had almost two hundred fights in, in that. And uh he went uh hun- he went one eighty five and thirteen and won a lot of titles in, in that martial art. So Uh, That's pretty impressive. He's very powerful, and and he may actually be the more accomplished striker here in this matchup. Um, Definitely has the power advantage, at least early in this fight, for sure. Um, Both these guys have looked tired in the third round, you know, recently. Um, Muslim throws a lot of nice uh, spinning attacks, and he really likes to throw those when guys are, you know, on the fence. He'll push guys up against the fence and throw the spinning attacks. Um, There's a big part of me that really wants to pick Muslim here, but, um, you know, Brown should win. He's younger and all that. Uh, I'm going to pick him to win by decision, but I'm not super confident for some reason. I I don't know for some reason. Um, I worry a lot on this one, so I probably I'm not going to bet on this fight at all.
1: <laughs> Next up, we got Casey O'Neill taking on Ariana Lipsky. This is another one that
0: I just don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why everybody's so confident that Casey O'Neill's going to win. I I really don't. <laughs> um. Casey O'Neill is 26 years old, 5'6", six with a 69 inch reach. She is nine and one and four and one in the UFC, and she's a minus one seventy favorite. And Casey has good kickboxing. Uh, she has three wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Uh, you know, we saw her get outclassed by a legit UFC veteran in her last fight um, against Jennifer Maya. And and now looking back at Casey's wins in the UFC, they aren't very impressive, man. I mean, the only person that that she's beat that's still in the UFC is Antonina Shevchenko. Um, I guess most of her wins in the UFC have been by finish, so that's what's impressive about it, I guess. But uh, none of those people made it in the UFC, I don't think. Uh, And Mataferi retired. So she has good power. She's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. She's pretty well-rounded. Pretty good at getting back to her feet when she's taken down. Um, And I just don't really have a strong lean here either way in this fight. You know, right off the top. um, Everyone on Tapology is going with Casey. Like I said, I I don't get why. Um... You know, there was a long period why where I just picked women's underdogs, man. Unless it was like someone I knew was for sure gonna win, and it paid off for a while. Um, I think Lipsky's looked a lot better. You know, I know she had a bad run. You know, originally she got knocked out a few times or whatever. But, um, I mean, I feel like she's looked a lot better in the last few fights. So, um, Lipsky is twenty nine years old, five six with a sixty seven inch reach. Uh, she is sixteen and eight, and five and five in the UFC. She's a plus one forty two underdog. And, uh, like I said, I know she had a rough career for a while, uh, but since dropping back down to 125, she's looked a lot better. Um, she She's fought some really tough competition, man. She has six wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, you know, the th- the key thing for me here is that she beat J.J. Aldritz, who everyone is very high on right now, um, who's looked very impressive, except for against Lipsky. Um, she seems to have made a lot of improvements. Nice kickboxing, been over an American Top Team, working on her wrestling. Um, good counters, good at pressuring her opponents, and, if I don't look at Lipsky's last two fights, I could see an easy case to pick Casey O'Neill here. But uh, that win over Aldritz is really impressive to me, man. And and her takedown defense has improved a lot. Uh, she hit a nice throw on Gatto in her last fight. Gatto's a pretty high-level grappler. Um, I mean, I guess I could pick like you know, everybody else and just kind of pick the favorite. I kind of kind of want to pick Lipsky, man. I, I think I'm gonna go with Lipsky, man. I'm gonna take her to win by decision. And my main reason behind that is because I'm more impressed with her win over J.J. Aldrich's than all of Casey O'Neill's wins. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lipsky, man.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'll bet on it. don't know if I'll put any money on it. Uh, but uh, I'll go with Lipsky. Next up, we got Irene Aldana taking on Carol Rosa. Arena
0: Danya is 35 years old, 5'9" with a 68.5-inch reach. She is 14-7 and 7-5 and and in the UFC. She's the minus 200 favorite. Um, eight wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, didn't really understand why she got a title shot. I guess because she got two finishes in a row. Maybe um, she has a nice boxing, good power, a lot of finishes in the UFC. She's going to be the taller, longer fighter here. Uh, she's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. Uh, there's just There's never been a lot going on in the Bantamweight or definitely the featherweight division where like where Rosa has been back and forth between, you know, featherweight and Bantamweight. Um, And that's just, I don't know, not a lot going on, man. And Aldonia keeps her hands up where they're supposed to be. Uh, Nice calf kicks, good combinations, really snappy jabs. Uh, Does throw doesn't throw wide, ugly shots. Um, These girls have have fought some of the same people recently and Aldonia won more dominantly, more impressively. Um, she, th- she shows 50% takedown accuracy and 76% takedown defense. Uh, lands on average 4.86 strikes per minute. But uh, aside from against Nunes, Aldana has looked pretty good uh, recently. Uh, she has good sweep. She's good at attacking submissions off of her back when she's taken down. Uh, good at using those submissions to sweep. Uh, she has struggled with you know um, with fighters who use a very heavy grappling attack. Like Macy um, Chason was having some success. Um, Aldana had a good first round. Chason was coming back and getting some takedowns and kind of winning the fight that way. And then she got the up kick to the liver. So, I mean, I don't know if Rosa is going to fight that way. If she does, she might stand a chance um, at winning this fight because she is a lot you know, uh, bigger than Aldanya, but I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of back and forth on this one too, for, you know, a little bit, but uh, Carol Rosa is 28 years old. She's five, five with a 67 and a half inch reach. She is 17 and five and six and two in the UFC. And she's a plus one sixty five underdog, and you know Carol's going to be like the, you know the bigger, thicker fighter here, if that makes sense. Which is, which is how I like my women, you know, uh, thicker. And um, anyway, I would rather see Rosa win this fight, but she hasn't, she hasn't, uh, she hasn't beat anywhere near as tough a competition as Aldon, Aldana has. Um, she's coming off a split decision win over Yana Santos, who you know Irene Aldana finished Yana Santos. Um. Honestly, think Aldana looks better for the most part everywhere. Even though I'm a Rosa fan, um, you know Rosa's exciting to watch. You know she fights well in the clinch. Uh, when her opponent's come into the pocket, she's not going to back up. She just ducks her head and swings shots, man. And I mean, I guess I guess her being the bigger, stronger fighter could come into play here, man. Because uh, you know Irene Aldana is kind of tall and thin, but um, you know if if Rosa goes out and does you know go for takedown, she could definitely win this fight. Um, if she can get Aldana down, I'm sure Aldana's been working on that a lot, you know, especially after the um the Nunez fight. But I think I'm still going to go with Irene Aldana here. Um, yeah, I'll take her to win by decision. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh if Rosa ended up you know just spanning takedowns on her and ended up winning a decision. Uh, I don't think I'll be betting on this fight either. Um, probably not. Maybe I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> I don't remember if I put her on a parlay or not, honestly. <laughs> uh next up we got
1: Tagir Ulambekov taking on Cody Durden. And uh this is gonna be a fun fight, I think.
0: Uh Ulimbekov is thirty two years old. He's five seven with a seventy inch reach. He is fourteen and two and three and one in the UFC. He's a minus one fifty five favorite. Um, I think he's actually a more of a favorite now because this was a few days ago. Um, this is a battle of two wrestlers, man. I think Cody has the advantage on the feet if it stays there. Um, Tagir has eight wins by submission, has never won or lost a fight by knockout. Um, he does struggle if he can't get guys down. We saw that with Tim Elliott. Um, this could be a close fight. You know, who's going to have the better wrestling here? Who do y'all think? Um, I'm. You know, normally you would say um, you know, what we're used to seeing, Team Russia would have the best wrestling, you know, uh, Gears going to have a three inch reach advantage. Um, his striking isn't the greatest. Um, he made Nate Nate Maness look like a you know look easy his last time out, you know, which is something he hasn't really done before. Um, he's been kind of in boring fights before that, and he has nice trips and single legs and double leg takedowns. Um, he finished Maness more impressively than Umar Namagomedov did, honestly. Um, so you know, there's that, and very strong top pressure, good sweeps, nasty submissions, great guillotine choke. Um, he kind of showed us in his last fight what we've all been wanting to see because, you know, like I said, boring fights before that. Um, this fight's probably going to come down to how good Cody Durden's takedown defense is. Um, yeah, for sure. And uh, Cody is 32 years old, uh, 5'7 with a 67-inch reach. He is 16-4-1 and 5-2 and one in the UFC. He's a plus-135 underdog. So as much as I don't like Cody Durden, he has proved me wrong several times. I um, mean, he, he has used his wrestling to get three wins in a row now. And uh, the fight before that, he knocked out J.P. Bays. Uh, but who hasn't done that? Um, Cody has, uh, Cody's last two wins have been over really tough guys, but. <sighs> Cody hasn't really fought anybody lately with the wrestling of Ulambekov or any good wrestlers, really. I mean, Micaiah finished Cody very quickly, so we didn't really get to see, you know, how good his wrestling was against Micaiah. Um And, you know, Cody's striking looked good in his last fight. Um, you know, he, he pressures guys. He kind of, he pressures guys. He boxes, then shoots, boxes, then shoots over and over, man. He really wears on guys. I mean, I know he, he looks pretty tired in the third round usually as well. Um, but he's usually still able to get the takedowns. Um, he's been submitted twice in the UFC. So submission defense and awareness might be the key to, to gear winning this fight. Um, Cody has the power advantage for sure. Uh, is going to be an interesting fight, man. Part of me wants to pick Durden. I'd rather see him win this fight. I'm just not sure that I can pick against Tagir's wrestling. Um, you know, Cody's good at hand fighting, using his lead hand to make openings. He's very aware of uh, the sweeps on the ground. He's good at preventing the sweeps. Um, been back and forth on this one, man. And who's everybody on Tapology going with? Everybody's going with Ulanbekov for the most part. I guess I'm going to go with Ulanbekov, man. I think he's going to have the superior grappling, and I don't know, but we'll see, man. If Cody's takedown defense holds up, he'll probably just beat to gear up on the feet. So,
1: but I'll go with him beck off Next up, we got Vicente Luque taking on Ian Gary. Vicente Luque is
0: thirty-two years old, five eleven, with a seventy-six inch reach. He is twenty-two, nine and one. And 15 and 5 in the UFC, and he's a plus 210 underdog. Yeah, Luque has a nice Darce choke, but he's primarily known for his striking. Uh, Great Muay Thai striking. His takedown defense looked like it looked pretty improved in his last fight against uh, Dos Años. RDA was having a lot of success in the first round, but Luque turned it around and and got the win. Uh, Got some takedowns himself in that fight as well, which is not normally how he fights. Um, He looked to be more patient and measured in that fight, Uh, kept the fight pretty clean, wasn't getting wild. Uh, great front kicks to the stomach um you know beats up the arms with his high kicks a lot kind of just to to just to kind of deaden the arms you know of his opponents he does that a lot he he hits very hard his jab was busting r d a up um eleven wins by knockout, eight wins by submission i mean he's fought the way
1: tougher competition out of these two that's for sure um you know if we look at his record if we look at his record. Um, the last two
0: losses were to Jeff Neal and Mohamed, Bilal Muhammad. Um, but he's you know fought Michael Chiesa, Tyron Woodley, Randy Brown, Nico Price. Um, had a loss to Stephen Thompson back in the day. Uh, beat Mike Perry, Derek Crunt, Derek Kruntz, uh Brian Barbarina, Jalen Turner, uh, Nico Price again lost to Leon Edwards. He's beaten Bilal Muhammad. He beat Bilal Muhammad back in the day, uh, but lost to him the second time they fought. I mean, all around pretty solid pretty solid record, honestly. Where was I at? Um yeah, I can't stand Ian Gary, man. I'd like to see Luke win this fight. Um, I think Luke is gonna probably look to get Gary down here. Not sure if he's gonna be able to do that. Um I just think I just think that Luke may have trouble dealing with the range of Gary. Um, you know, if Luke can't get on the inside, he could absolutely if he could get on the inside, he could absolutely land a big shot, but and and he does fight well in the clinch, you know. Maybe he can score some control time that way. Um, but Luke will have a two inch reach advantage, so maybe maybe he doesn't need to get on the inside. But uh, I don't know, man. Most people have trouble getting inside on on Ian Gary, man. And uh, Ian Gary is twenty six years old, six three with a seventy four inch reach. He is thirteen and zero and six and zero in the UFC. He's a minus two sixty favorite. Uh, seven wins by knockout and one win by submission. Uh, the UFC has been doing a good job of giving Ian fights that kind of fit his style. Um, I think it's a matter of time until he fights someone who can actually wrestle that will actually will actually fight a mixed game plan against him. You know, um, They don't want to give him to Shovkat Rachmanov because they know he's going to lose. Um, I respect Gary's game. I just can't stand how cocky he is. He's a tall, rangy guy for uh, welterweight. Throws good technical strikes. Fights very long. Uh, counters very well. He's very good at keeping guys on the outside. Dangerous kicks. Um, I just can't get him getting busted up by Jordan Williams in his debut out of my head, man. He was getting caught with some big shots in that fight. I know he won the fight, and I know he got the knockout, but, man, he was getting beat up for a minute, man. And, uh, he's very powerful and accurate with his strikes. I think, I think this is a bad matchup for Luke, man, unfortunately. And I think the younger guy is going to get the win here. And, um, you know, I'm going to take, take Gary to win by decision. I'm rooting for Luke, but not anymore. I put a little bit of money on Gary, but, uh. I just think it's a bad matchup for Luke. unfortunately, man. Um, I just hope they uh. Trying to figure out, you know, who would who would you like to see Ian Gary fight next after this fight? You know, uh, put it in the comments, man, because I would like. I mean, I think Shovkat's kind of beyond having, you know, being being able. He shouldn't fight Ian Gary because he's Shovkat's finished all of his opponents, man, and he's on a five fight win streak in the UFC. I think. And Machado is on a six-fight, you know, um, six-fight streak. but, you know, Shafgat's been way more impressive, so.
1: I don't know, man. Who could they put Ian Gary up against next? You know, I mean, uh, Kamaru Usman? <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyways, next up, we got Tony Ferguson taking on Patty Pimlet. Maybe they'll give a, uh, Maybe they'll give V and Gary um
0: put him up against Steven Thompson next. That would be a good that'd be a good matchup, man. Cause uh that would play out on the feet. You know, uh, Thompson Thompson could land some good shots there. I'd like to see that. Um what do y'all think about that? You think that'd be a good good next one for him? Um anyways, Tony Ferguson is thirty nine years old, and I can't talk. Uh he's thirty nine years old, almost almost forty now, five uh, eleven with a seventy six and a half inch reach. He is 25 and nine and um, 25 and nine and 15 and seven in the UFC uh, plus 200 underdog. And I I really wish Tony would win this fight, man. I I can't stand Patty Pimlick. really. Um, I respect him and how good he is. I just not a fan of him. Um, Tony's Tony's lost six fights in a row, man. And he's been finished in four of those fights. Um, They don't. They don't very often let guys continue after losing, you know, four straight in a row, let alone six straight. So, uh, but to be fair, man, this is a serious drop down in competition for Tony, man, compared to who he's been fighting. So at least there's that, you know, um, at one point he was on a 12 fight win streak in the UFC, man. And in his prime, he was a monster man, very dangerous, you know, um, with his elbows, throws a ton of volume. You know, he leaps in with elbows, very creative, very unorthodox. Um, very dangerous off of his back, 11 wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. Um, you know, he looked good in the first round of the, of the Chandler fight, honestly. He was winning that fight uh, until the kick happened in the, at the beginning of the second round. So, unfortunately, that happened to him. Uh, <laughs> great great calf kicks, really tricky footwork, switches stances back and forth a lot. Um, you know, he really throws good elbows on the feet and even off of his back, man, he cuts guys up with those. He cut Chandler up whenever Chandler had him down. Um, Yeah, he's been been submitted in his last two fights. Um, So maybe that's a key for, you know, Patty to win that way. uh, Tony has 67% takedown defense, lands on average five strikes per minute, um, absorbs 4.26 strikes per minute, uh, 35% takedown accuracy. Um, He is going to have a a 3.5-inch reach advantage in this fight, so there's another thing in his favor there. Uh, Man, I I would love to see him win this fight, man. I can't stress you how much I would like to see him win this fight. Uh, win this fight and then retire man that would be that would be so cool if he did I'd love to see that for him um, he's taking on Patty Pimlet he is 28 years old 5'10 with a 73 inch reach he is 20 and 3 and 4 and 0 in the UFC he's a minus 250 favorite and uh, starting off man I, I thought I thought Patty Pimlet lost the Jared Gordon fight I don't know if everybody agrees with me or not um, but other than that, you know, his wins in the UFC aren't all that impressive. Uh, I guess Jordan Levitt was his best win other than than that. Um, he's a well-rounded, he's a, he's a pretty good grappler, five wins by knockout and ten wins by submission. Um, I do think Tony is better skill-wise on the feet, uh, but it's quite possible that if Patty hits Tony, he's going to hurt him. You know, Tony's taken a lot of damage in his last six fights. Uh, Patty has a judo background as well. Nice throws, um, good hip tosses, great jujitsu. Um, you know, we saw him have a little bit of trouble with the wrestling of Jordan Levitt in that fight. Um, he ended up getting the submission, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't feel like I have to say too much more, man. You got to go with the guy who's been winning. You know, I, I hope Patty loses, but um, I have to pick him to win this fight, unfortunately. And uh, if this fight was three or four years ago, Tony would smoke him for sure. But but he's on a six-fight losing streak. I've got to go with Patty. Um, I'm going to take him the one by submission in round three.
1: But, uh I probably won't, I'm not going to be betting on this fight at all because I want going to be rooting for Tony, so. <laughs> Next up, we got Shafkat Rachmanov taking on Steven Thompson. And, uh, grabbing some water. So, um, you
0: can tell, uh, which, which, si- which fighters I get excited about because my notes are, like, double the length on them or whatever, but, uh, so uh, Shavkat Rahmanov is 29 years old. Uh, he's 6'1", with a 77-inch reach. He is 17-0 and and 5-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 600 favorite. And uh, y'all know how high I am on Shavkat, man. I think he's the future champion right now. Uh, not a lot of people are trying to fight him. All his wins have been by finish, eight knockouts and nine submissions. Um, he's not going out there and skating by with decisions. You know, um, he's, he's finishing everyone. Um, undefeated, very well-rounded, tall, rangy guy for the, for the division. He's going to have a two inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, has a big power advantage as well. Um, you know, this, I guess the, in in this matchup, his wrestling and grappling are probably his biggest strengths in this fight. Um, he beat some really tough guys, man. Uh, Carlston Harris is a very good underrated fighter. Neil Magny, Jeff Neal. Um, He does everything well, man. Uh, Great counter-striking, very strong in the clinch, great trips and body-lock takedowns, uh, great throws and hip tosses, uh, great takedown defense, 100% takedown defense, uh, very good guillotine choke, 59% takedown accuracy, which is very good. Um, Oh, sorry, 59% striking accuracy, which is very good, sorry. And lands 4.45 strikes per minute, but only absorbs 2.61 per minute. Uh, 54% striking defense. Um, averages a takedown and a half per 15 minutes, Uh, uses his jab very well, Uh, very good at using his height and his reach, Um, his average fight time is less than two rounds, Uh, this guy dominated over an M1 before the UFC, man, and there's a lot of tough Russian guys over an M1, Uh, that's no easy task, man, and he's got great sweeps, he's good at using the wizard to maneuver his opponent and stay on his feet, Uh, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, man, he doesn't overexert himself, Um, he fights... He fights very aggressive, but not like not wild, man. He's very measured with what he does. Um, I could go on all day about how good he is, man. He fights very smart. Um, if he if he does fight smart here, um, this is his fight all day. Um, he fights very well in the pocket. He's very good at exiting the pocket, just just enough uh, exits exits the pocket just enough and, and and barely steps out of the pocket, changes his angle. And and when he does that, it kind of makes his opponents turn and it gives him, you know, more openings uh with his punches. And um if you fight smart, man, he should go out here and get Thompson up against the cage and get him down and, and get a submission. Uh Steven Thompson is forty years old, almost forty-one now, uh, seventeen or sorry, six foot tall with a seventy five inch reach, seventeen six and one and twelve six and one in the UFC. He's a plus four twenty-five underdog. And uh 8 wins by knockout, 1 win by submission. There's not a lot of people out there who are better strikers than Wonderboy. Great karate style striking, just just an amazing kickboxer, man. But we've seen that guys with good grappling can get him down and control him pretty easily. Um you know, Kevin Kevin Holland kind of gave Thompson that fight by being stupid and letting Thompson, you know, get up rather than keeping him, you know, down, which is I know we all wanted to see that, but it was just kind of not smart on Holland's you know, behalf to have done that. Cause he probably could have took the fight if he stayed on top. Um, you know, wonder boys kicks are, are amazing. His best weapons, hook kicks, side kicks to the face, really good footwork and head movement. Um, he may be the better striker here for sure, but I think Shofkat's going to have the power advantage. And in my opinion, this is a very bad matchup for wonder boy. Um, he's 40 years old now, almost 41. I think, I think Shofkat's going to go out there, you know, get the clinch, get the takedown, get the submission. Um, unless he's just going to go out and make a bad decision and strike with Steven Thompson the whole time. But even then, uh, you know, rockmanov's pretty powerful and good. So um, I think this is going to be Wonder Boy's first submission loss of his career. Um, unfortunately, I'm a big fan of his. A uh, big fan of Rockmanov as well, though. And uh, taking Rockmanov to win by submission in
1: round three. Yeah, round three. Next up, we got the co-main event. Pantoja
0: versus Roy Val. And this honestly, I mean, it's cool that we're getting this on this uh on this pay-per-view too. I mean, this wouldn't be a bad fight to headline a card. Sorry, my mic is making static noises. Hopefully. Hopefully y'all aren't hearing that. Um Pantoja is thirty three years old. He's five five with a sixty eight inch reach. He is twenty six and five and ten and three in the UFC, and he's a minus one hundred seventy favorite. And uh, he's never been finished. All his losses have been by decision. Um, He's only lost to really tough guys. Eight wins by knockout, ten wins by submission. Uh, Very good grappling, dangerous submissions. You know, obviously these guys fought before, and Pantoja won by submission. Um, I picked Pantoja to win against Brandon Moreno, you know, for the title, but it wasn't dominant, man. It wasn't a very dominant win. It was very close. A lot of people thought he should have lost that fight. Um, He did drop Moreno in the first round. Uh, It was a fun fight. It was a good fight, man. And um, he's got a real nice lead left hook a great ground and pound, very good top pressure. Um, honestly, you know, all signs kind of point to him that he should win this fight, uh, with his takedowns and his grappling. Um, he shows 45% takedown accuracy, 67% takedown defense, uh, lands on average 4.41 strikes per minute and absorbs 3.81 strikes per minute. Um, he averages, um, 1.75 takedowns per 15 minutes. Uh, he did look very tired after the first round, his last fight, man. And, uh, it's crazy how he was some able, somehow able to come back and get a decision. Um, I will say this. I don't know if everybody agrees with me or not, but uh, I'm so glad the UFC is mixing things up and giving someone else a shot at the title because, I mean, I, I'm sick and tired of seeing the same few people fighting for the title all the time. You know, all we saw was uh, Figueredo and Moreno for years, and then, you know, if with it being a split decision on the uh the last fight, Pantoja and Moreno, I figured they would just turn around and give Moreno another shot again. And it's just, you know, who cares? You know, I mean, just <laughs> let's get some new people in there. So I'm happy that they're giving Roy Valle a shot. Um, And Roy Valle is uh, 31 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 15 and 6 and 5 and 2 in the UFC. He's a plus 146 underdog. So Roval is... um. Sorry, I can't talk today. Roy Val is a super exciting, uh super wild and creative guy. Um he's he's going to have the power advantage, I believe in this matchup. He's very fast, four wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. Um has really good submissions. Um he does fight very reckless, but that's what makes him so dangerous. And uh this is a guy who choked out Kai Kara-France and Tim, Tim Elliott. So those are both very impressive wins. Um you know, he's only lost to the to the two guys who had just fought for the title, Moreno and and Pantoja and he lost the Moreno fight due to an injury because his shoulder popped out of the socket. So we didn't even really get to see that full fight. Um, all but one of his wins in the UFC have been by finish. And because of that, I do see why the UFC has given him the title shot here. Um, you know, we that's what we want. You know, we want to knock out, you know, submission finisher is our champ, you know. That's what people want to see. And uh that was a very impressive knockout of uh Nicolau, you know, the last time out. I don't think anybody really saw that coming. So um his takedown defense has always been, you know, not the best, but he is dangerous off of his back, um, and he's used to fighting off of his back because everybody tries to take him down. Um, he went through a lot of adversity in, in his debut against Tim Elliott. He got taken down a lot and came back and got the and choked him out. Um, I think it was an arm triangle. Um, he's very tall and rangy for the weight class. He's going to have a 2.5-inch reach advantage in this fight. He pushes a really tough pace, really nice elbows and knees. Those are, those are very fast high kick, man. Um, Very good at wrapping up the arms and legs on the ground for sweeps and submissions. Uh, You know, and the smart pick here is definitely Pantoja. I will not argue with that with anybody. I'm telling all you guys, you should probably pick Pantoja, okay? Um, But personally, me, I'm taking Roy Val um, to land a big shot, uh, land one of those crazy knees or something like that, and uh, maybe get a knockout for the first time in Pantoja's career. Um, He has five rounds to work, man. I think if he gets out of the first round, Pantoja's going to slow down. I'm not super confident in that. On paper, Pantoja should win. I agree with y'all. Y'all should probably pick him. Um he is a rightful favorite, but for some reason I just have a gut feeling that Roy Val's going to get the win here somehow. Uh so I'm going to pick him, man. Um not going to get heavily invested in it. I might just put him on, you know, one of my big parlays, but um I'm going to take Roy
1: Val. Next up, we got the main event, Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington.
0: Sorry, my voice is going out after talking for probably been an hour now straight. <clears throat> so uh, Edwards is 32 years old, six two with a 74 inch reach. He is 21 and three and 13 two and one in the UFC. Well, he's, why does it say 13 two and one? I guess they didn't include it like I did on the <laughs> on the uh, overall. But yeah, he's 13 two and one in the UFC because of the Bilal Muhammad fight. Um, he's a minus one forty one favorite, and you know the only reason I could want Colby to win this fight is because he's American. Uh, that's really the only thing that would be good about him winning for me, I guess. Um, I'm not a fan of his really, but I definitely respect his wrestling and his toughness and and how he kind of revitalized his career. Uh, because at one point, even though he was winning fights, they were boring and nobody really cared to see him fight. And then Colby started playing the bad guy and had some had some good fights with Usman, so I, I respect that. Um, Edwards is an amazing striker, a great kickboxer who's on an 11 fight win streak. Um, I believe it's 11 fight win streak, not including the no contest to blah, Muhammad, uh, where he was winning that fight. And because of the eye poke, blah, couldn't continue. Um, he has improved his takedown defense a, a whole lot, man. A uh, clear advantage on the feet in this fight, seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission, uh power advantage on the feet as well. Um, he's been fighting the tougher fights. He's been fighting more often. Um, He's gonna have a two-inch reach advantage, uh, thirty or sorry, sixty-nine percent takedown defense. Uh, lands and absorbs about the same amount of strikes at two point eighty and two point forty um, per minute. Uh, so it doesn't put out a lot of volume, but doesn't need a lot of shots either. Uh, great calf kicks, very technical striking. I um, honestly think he's the clear and obvious pick here, man. After the way he's performed against Usman, um, who beat Covington twice, um, I think he is. I'm not really sure why the line's so close. Uh, Colby Covington is 35 years old, 5'11 with a 72 inch reach. He is 17 and three and 12 and three in the UFC. He's a plus one underdog. And, uh, Colby hasn't fought in over a year and a half. His last fight was a win over a retiring Jorge Masvidal, you know, so not, not Jorge at the top of his game. Um, you know, who, who has Colby beat in the last three years? That's been really impressive. Um, tyron Woodley was, was done by the time they fought. And so was Jorge. Um, you know, Colby's boxing has improved a lot, but he's not going to want to strike with Leon. Uh, Colby uses great pressure, uh, rip pressure and forward movement, you know, a really tough pace, but if he can't get Leon down here, he's not going to win. And uh, Leon has improved so much, man. He's been training to defend against wrestlers, you know, for the last few years, like solid because he's been fighting Usman. Um And I don't think Colby's going to be able to get him down, man. And I, I'm going to take Edwards to win. Um, Toby's very, Colby's very tough. So... <laughs> Colby is very tough. Uh, sorry about that. Um, he's very tough. So I don't think Evers is going to finish him. Um, I'm going to take Evers to win by decision, but I, and I'm surprised he's not a bigger favorite. Um, I like the price on him though. So, I mean, I I think he's a, I think he's a clear, obvious pick here, man. I I don't know if anybody thinks different. Just let me know in the comments. I'd like to hear your, I'd like to hear your opinion. Um, for sure, man, I'm always open to that. I'd like to see why the line's so close and what people are thinking. Um, you know, if you are going with them. So, yeah, if you are, let me know, man. I respect everybody's opinion and I want to hear everybody's opinion. So, um, but that's it as far as my picks go, guys. Um, as far as my
1: bets go, pull these up real quick. So, as far as my bets go for this
0: card, got a couple of underdog plays. They're small plays, uh, nothing big. Um, I have a half unit play on Shamil Gaziev at plus 150. Um, I have a one-unit play on Leon Edwards at minus 141. It's a decent price. Um, I have a... It's actually... I I put quarter-unit play on Brian Kelleher. It's actually like 200 bucks, which is a little less than a quarter-unit. It's a plus 175 play. So, um, little risk for a bigger reward, man. So, I I don't mind that. And then I got a cut, Rachmanov, Ian Gary, Parlay. It's at minus 200, and that's a two-unit play. So, um, there's that. And then as far as parlays go... There were a few fights that I uh, that I didn't include on these, man. And uh, the first parlay is Rachmanov, Gary, Edwards, and Jacoby. That's a plus 254. Um, and then I added... Who did I add? I added... Uh,
1: I added Ulambekov and Gaziev, and that's a plus 1304. And is it this one? Yeah, this one. And then I added uh, Patty Pimlick
0: and Brian Kelleher. That's a plus four thousand nine hundred and forty-nine. That's an eight fight parlay. I'll
1: leave it up for a minute. And uh and then to that, to that I just added Brandon Roy Val. That's a plus twelve thousand three hundred and twenty-one.
0: Um Y'all know, I don't ever put a lot of money on these parlays. Um, You know, usually, uh, usually at the most, I put 50 bucks on them. Uh, Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it doesn't, man. I used to, I used to not post these, you know, because um, I I don't like giving people bets that I'm not very confident are going to, are going to hit. And for the most part, yeah, I've had, had like a few weeks ago, I had um, several of my parlays hit my big ones um, along with my, uh, my single bets. But uh for the most part, you know, they don't they don't hit. And I, I know somebody commented on my uh on my picture uh, for my parlays for the for the uh for the Songy Dong versus Chris Gutierrez card. And he was like, Yeah, and he said the quickest way to lose twenty bucks, you know, and you're right, man, you're right. I, it's uh, but it's not a it's not a lot of money, man. And and I and sometimes I do regret that I you I, I usually lose like two hundred bucks on parlays if if they don't hit or if at least one of them doesn't hit, you know, every week, but you know, I usually come out with a good bit, you know, off my other bets. So yeah, it works itself out. It cuts into my profits a little bit, but, um, I do this cause people, a lot of people bet this way, man. So if if I was betting this way, this is the, you know, these are the ones that I'm going to put out myself. So I figured I'd show them cause people wanted to see them. Um, and sometimes they pay off. So, I mean, I, I guess the few times a year that, that my big parlays do hit kind of covers the losses and, uh, you know like this plus 12,321 parlay right here if this hit you know that's 6 grand probably over 6 grand in my pocket just off that so uh always make them cuz i'm addicted to them cuz i've hit i've hit some big parlays before i won 10 grand on a parlay a couple years ago um yeah i'm addicted to them so i make them even though uh even though i lose a little bit of money every week <laughs> making them but uh it's all right man it's not it's not a lot of money so um and as far as that's all my bets dude and Let's go back to this let's just go take a look i know i'm posting this on friday so most of y'all aren't going to hear or care to hear my changes to their uh about the changes to the song versus Gutierrez card but i figured i'd uh i figured i would go over that real quick and um so alan nascimento is not fighting anymore and which sucks because i had him tied up in one of my uh in one of my bets and um uh, Nascimento withdrew. They added Steve Garcia versus Costa to this card. They were supposed to fight last week. I'm still going with Costa there. Um, and they replaced Al Nascimento with Tim Elliott on short notice. Um, and I think, you know, Tim Elliott's a, a minus 140. I think people should probably hit that line. Um, his wrestling is good enough, and Su- um takedown defense is bad enough that Tim Elliott should be able to win this fight pretty easily. Um, he's he's taken down and beaten, you know, a few strikers recently. Um, who are those two people he beat? Yeah, I know he beat uh Ulenbekov, which is an impressive win. if he can, if he can beat him, he can beat Sumidharji. Um He beat uh, Victor, Victor Altamoreno, who's a very good striker. And uh, he actually did. He didn't do as bad as I thought he, uh, as I thought he was going to against Makayev. I know he did get finished, but he had a little bit of success in the first round and, uh, this fight's going to be up at 135, so I expect him to look kind of better at that. I know it's on short notice, but uh, I think he's going to be able to get the takedowns easily and um, and uh, win a decision here. So uh, Sumidarji's got really bad takedown defense. so I'm going to go with Tim Elliott, and I guess that's really the only change to the card um, that we have to talk about, I guess. I guess we've lost some more fights, man. That sucks. This card's barely got any fights on it now. Either way, man, so... Yeah, I had a um, I had a uh, bet on Tiara and Nascimento, a, fi- a two fight parlay. So now that's going to be a uh, a parlay. Just uh, it's it's not a parlay now. It's just a now it's just a play on Tiara, which I was I was going to cash it out, but you know, I had a, I put a thousand dollars on it, and they're only letting me c- cash it out for eight fifty. So I'm not going to lose money taking it out. You know, so I'm just going to let it ride on on Tiara, and I might add another play you know, on somebody else or something to kind of cover that loss, but. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I got to play on Kevin Jouset and, uh, hopefully he wins. Um, it'd be nice to make some money this weekend and next weekend and go out for that month with a little bit of money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have a good one, man. I really appreciate all you guys for caring what I had to say. Thank you so much. Um, please like, and subscribe and, uh, y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.